In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Good morning, Cleveland. It's the Jack and Paul show. It's off season and it's very quiet, but there's one thing that I do every single season is do a uh, Browns wish list. And uh, Jack, do you want to give a bit of an overview? Yeah, so it's not predictions, guys. We'll do that nearer the time, but this is very much just our really early. If we were the GM, what would we be looking to do? And yep, some of these players might not end up hitting free agency, but if I have my way, I think most of these, especially some of the big names, will be hitting free agency. But we're not going to get too much into will they, won't they. It's just what we would do, how the roster's going to look like. This is a realistic wish list that we can... Um, there is obviously some reality of it coming true. So we're thinking about the cap space. We're thinking about uh, what will be re-signed or maybe not re-signed. So this could happen. It's not just going, oh, we're going to get OJ Beckham. We're going to go and get um, all the big, big heavyweights and put it into a team. This is realistically at a stretch what we would like to happen, but probably won't, but we can talk about it. Yeah. So um, the, we set some rules like there's no trading of picks. So everyone's got their picks. Uh, my table doesn't have a sixth and seventh round pick because even though I pick them, I don't think they make the roster. They'll probably end up on practice squad. So the cap implications of signing those players and letting them go have been included. We'll get to the cap right at the end. But um, no, um, just start off scheme. We've all gone 11 personnel offense because even when Freddie Kitchens came in, 11 personnel was still the uh, main use of offense. Um the blocking tight end has been included. The blocking tight end like Austin Charles, who was played as a fullback, is included in the tight end group. Um, but for my defense, 4-2-5 defense, um, with an extra slot cornerback rather than an extra linebacker. Paul, what have you gone with? 4-3, mate. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. So uh, that's what we've done, guys. But we, how we're going to do it, make sure, Paul, let them know they've got to get that pen and paper at home. All right, guys, at this point of the podcast, I've never said this before, but go and push pause, go and get a piece of paper and pen and uh, maybe start playing around with the numbers and start posting them to us on Twitter. And then if you um, tweet them at me and Paul, and then Paul will give me a prod. And then if you put in who you're signing and things like that, I'll do your salary cap calculations. So uh, I'll be able to give you an answer. It might take me a little bit of time. It's going to be busy. It take some time. All right, Jack, heads or tails? I'll go heads. Heads it is, mate. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. I'll let you lead us off. Well, oh, great. That worked out well, didn't it? So for my quarterback room, I've gone with Mayfield, Stanton, and a fifth-round draft pick. Jack? Oh, bingo. Um, my list and both our lists were all done well before we uh, saw what each other were doing, but that's a, that's a straight bingo. I'm hoping that fifth-round pick is, uh, oh, what's his name? Gardner Minshew. I'd love to steal him in the fifth. Is he going to be there, Jack? That is the question. 
Uh, it's a bit too early to predict that. You'll, you'll get, I think you start getting a really good idea of where players are going by round after the combine. We're three months away, and I think that name's going to be the one that we'll be looking for most on the draft day. Anyway, uh, running back room, I've gone with Chubb, Johnson, and a seventh round draft pick. I'm sticking with Chubb and Johnson, but I'm keeping Hilliard. It wouldn't surprise me if we bring in a couple of UDFAs, but at the minute, I don't think anyone's going to beat him out, but it could happen. A wide receiver room, I've gone with Callaway, re-signing Perryman, Higgins, a fourth-round draft pick, Landry, and here's a surprise one, I'm just going to call it now, Ricardo Lewis. So just to throw out some prices there, so you know what we've charged Perryman at. We've charged Perryman at $2 million, and then we've got um, Higgins on the re-signed, re-signed tender, which is 2.035. Um, million and um, for what I've done with my wide receiver room my outside wide receivers Callaway Perryman Higgins and a third round draft pick and then for my two slot receivers I've got Landry and Sefta Valve because I think he's going to be around and I just think he fits better as that slot receiver than as your uh, inline tight end really hello we'll talk about it afterwards tight end I've gone with the chief fells a third round draft pick and uh, uh, re-signing Charles. Uh, I've gone Njoku, Fells, and uh, re-signing Charles. I-, I wouldn't mind if it does come to pass of a tight end in the third, fourth round. I think there is a lot of talent in this class. And just the re-signing of Charles is at the veteran minimum for the amount of years he's played, which is a very basic 805,000. Uh, for my tackles, I've gone re-signing Greg Robinson, a third round draft pick, Harrison and Hubbard. So I've gone with a first-round draft pick. There's my Ooh. surprise of the day. Um, I've gone with Hubbard um, as backup swing tackle, re-signing Robinson at right tackle, and then Harrison as my fourth tackle. And just the number we've given for re-signing Robinson, I've gone with 8 million. And I think it's going to be that high because it's always should be higher than the Hubbard deal. Um, if it weren't the Hubbard deal, I'm talking about 5 to 6 million. But um, I just think that deal pushes up the price and his agent can rightly ask for more yeah for for my guards um joel corbett tretter sorry a center a zeitler is running guard uh, right guard and uh i've gone for uh, a free agent uh undrafted free agent as a backup to uh the uh either center or guard so i've gone slightly different here i've got Left guard, Batonio, right guard, Zeitler with Corbett as your, your backup. Um, center, I've gone and extended JC Tretter, which I'm going to move him from his current deal, which is um, 6.75 million, um, put in the extension there, which comes out at 7.7 million a year. Um, and then if with the other pick, I'm going to go a fourth round pick. And at the minute, I've put that down as a centre. But in all honesty, Corbett's going to be your sort of fourth interior O-lineman. And that pick and your UDFA, they're going to be the fifth. And between playing centre and guard, you can probably flex it out. Corbett is more or less covered to do both. Excellent. Uh, moving on to the defence. Defensive end, I've gone for Garrett, Ogba, Zettel. And here's the big one for me. Round one pick. Going for talent, another huge DE, 
and Smith? So, solid. I, I've gone slightly different. I, th- this is if you're a Browns daily mock draft, please sit down before I read this out because he's going to get shocked. He knows I don't like spending money, but I'm going big. Um, Garrett as a D end, and then free agent Trey Flowers. I'm going to sign him to a let's see what I've put 15 million deal. Um, and then Ogba. <gasps> Get the sound effects going. Jack's gone crazy. He's gone 15 million. Ogba is my third D end. Fourth D end, Gennard Avery. And then Smith drops all the way down to fifth defensive end. But it wouldn't surprise me if you just cut him and then uh, leave Zettel there. But at the minute, I've just gone Smith for the time being. All right. Uh, defensive tackles. Uh, Ogajobi. A fifth round draft pick. Here we go, mate. Here's some names for you. I've gone with... Sheldon Richardson and Darius Fillum. Um, obviously, uh, Richardson from the Vikings is, are they going to keep him? And then um, a good, solid DT in the Chargers uh, with Fillum. So, Richardson, miss, uh, there he is. He's 8 million. I've got him down as basically the same deal he's on now. Um, it might just be a mercenary one-year deal. Um, Thielon, I've put in at three million. Um, I don't think he's going to be a big, expensive signing, but he might just take a one or two year prove it deal um, because he's got some untapped potential. Um, can he fulfill it? Who knows? But so, my room in my one tech, I've got Ogan Joby backed up by a free agent vet minimum. I just want a big fat man that's going to come in and play five snaps a game um, when it's an obvious run play. And then in my three tech, I'm drafting in the second round a. Uh, player there but then I'm also signing Darius Phelan as well so uh, no it's a bit of a and just to uh, reiterate we didn't talk or communicate before we did this no both were done and then they were submitted and uh, that was a surprise to see both their names appear I don't know if it was because Evan Silver was on Jake Burns podcast and uh, we both listened to that the day we were doing these lists and if you say vet min fast it's a bit like fat man so uh, I think it's <laughs> a bit uh, confusing if we do sign him all right, great. Moving on, uh, linebackers. I've gone with uh, obviously Schobert extending a fifth round draft pick, Curtsy, Valijo, free agent. Uh, I've gone with Barr and keeping Avery in the linebacker room. So extending Schobert um, is due to make less than a million this year. We've got that, I've got that at 8.5 million. And the reason why is I'm basing that on basically a 10 million a year deal, but obviously he's cheaper this year. So that sort of reduced price of doing the deal early saves you some money. Bar, I went with a 10 million a year deal. So my room, uh, middle linebacker, I've got extending Schober and then drafting a fifth rounder. Um, outside linebacker, I've got Kirksey drafting a third rounder and then adding Tana Vallejo, well, just keeping Tana Vallejo um, there, but only five linebackers for me. Hmm. Interesting. Quarterback uh, room, I've gone for Ward, Carey, BBC, Mitchell, and a second round draft. And a second round and a sixth round draft. So two impact quarterbacks to that room. Despite me always saying you can't have a good draft if you don't draft a cornerback, I haven't drafted a cornerback. 
Um, so my starters is Ward, free agent sign-in Ronald Darby, um, and then slot cornerback Carey. Um, and then my others, Mitchell, re-signing Gaines, but Philip Gaines rather than EJ Gaines, and keeping Tavarius Thomas, mainly as a uh, special teamer. And then backup slot cornerback, moving BBC um, into there and giving him a, a re-sign. So just what I've predicted on them numbers. If we look at um, BBC, I've priced that in at 1.25 million. I don't think he's quite good enough to deserve the tender at just over two. So I've put that in. It might be a bit more than that, but we will see. Um, and then I don't think there's going to be massive competition for gains. So I've just put that in as a one-year um, veteran min at 8.05. So um, we'll see what happens there. Excellent. And I've gone for, in the safety room, Peppers, Kindred, and a free safety extended Randall and Trey Boston as a free agent. So I've gone with strong safety peppers with Kindred backing up. I've also extended Randall as free safety and drafted a fifth round pick prices for Randall. Um, he's on just over 9 million. I've just put it as a flat 10 million um, and sign him up long-term three, four year sort of deal. Uh, kicker. I've gone for a free agent. I've gone with Lambo. And, uh, yeah, they're keeping the punter and the uh, long snapper the same. Yeah, so I've put Lambeau in at 3.5 million. I think that's roughly where you're looking. Um, me, I've got no respect for kickers. So um, adding a UDFA, um, I'll add a couple of them straight after camp. Let them in. Let them kick off with each other. And whoever uh, kicks the best gets to stay. But then when they have a bad week, you just cut them and pick up another one. Um, punter, Colquitt, long snapper, Charlie Hewlett. Excellent. So there's a the roster done. Let's talk grand total cap space. Jack, I'll leave it with you. Just before we hit cap space, I just thought it'd be really useful just to run through them, um, which free agents we're adding and what order we're picking the draft in, just because it's, it's easier for people to uh, see and um, piece together what that is. So have you got yours to run through your free agents and then... Yeah, sure. So I've gone with uh, Sheldon uh, Richardson... Darius Fielden, Trey Boston, and Lambo. And Bar. And Bar, sorry. Keep your bar, yeah. And then um, my free agents are Trey Flowers, Ronald Darby, Phelan, um, a UDFA kicker, and a veteran minimum, four to six years at one tech. And my draft picks um, round one, defensive end, round two, cornerback, round three, tight end, uh, round three, uh, OT. Round four, wide receiver. Round five, DT. Round five, linebacker. Another quarterback. Uh, round six, cornerback. And round seven, uh, running back. Good stuff. So here's my quick rundown. Um, first round, left tackle. Second round, three tech. Third round, I've got an outside linebacker and a wide receiver. In the fourth round... I've got a center slash guard. Fifth round, I'm looking at quarterback, middle linebacker, and free safety. And then the sixth and seventh round, pick them. But I just don't think they make the roster. Um, and I've got no expectations for anyone. Oh, it's a sixth, seventh round pick. Fingers crossed they make it. But invariably, they don't. I forgot to give you the free agent price for... Um, Ronald Darby, I believe. I've put it at $6 million. And why people think that might be a lot higher, I think he might just take a one-year prove-it deal, um, similar to EJ Carey did. 
just to go out there and get back to full health before he goes out and gets that big money deal. Um, my one, if I don't think we can get that deal done, the one change I'd make is to trade a sixth or seventh or even both maybe if we've uh, just given up all hope to um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and bring in Gerald McCoy. And then that second round draft pick becomes a cornerback instead who um, goes into your cornerback room. All right, excellent. Cap space time, Jack. You'll announce what my cap space is. So your cap space first. Oh, before we do that, I just want to draw people's attention. I'm getting overexcited here to a really good article that was done on Dog Pound Daily by a chap called Elliot Kennel. Um, I've given it a retweet. Um, it's from the 19th of Jan, but it was just a really good look at breaking down the salary cap that the Browns have into two different groups and looking at it as your current account and your savings account. And basically by saying, here's your current account where the NFL is going to put 190 million into that this year, then you can spend that on whatever you want. And then looking at all that cap rollover. And when you hear that magical number of we've got all this cap, um, salary cap space this year, and there's all this money you can spend on different things. Imagine that as a savings account, because it's a really nice divide and a simple one to go, that's your savings account. Once you spend that, that money is never coming back because we've got the top 21 on the roster, 160 million so far. So you've got 30 mil more million you can spend um, in, that free, um, in that current account. But then you've got 52 million, which is sat there. Have I done that? Yeah, 52 million, which is sat there in your savings account that you can only spend once. Once you spend it, it's gone. Obviously, in our listings, we've cleared up some spare money. We've got rid of the likes of Collins, Thomas. Um, I got rid of Lewis. Um, you got rid of Deval, but then we both got rid of Wilson, Ratley, and Willies. But um, that's just some extra money that you clear up. The only real big saving there is your uh, Collins, who saves 9.25 million. But it's just it's worth remembering that that sort of extra money that you spend. Once you spend it, it's gone. There's 50 million this year. I wouldn't be wanting to spend more than 10 million of that spare 50 million a year. Um, ideally, you save it all for Garrett and uh, Mayfield. But here's the numbers. Without further ado, can I get a little drum roll, roll Paul? So, Paul, your cap space remaining is 45 million. So you've done, you've done good in my books. Quick question, Jack, as a cap space expert. With that 45 million, how safe would we be roughly going forward? Well, it's hard to judge. Um, if next year you're going into it and you're cutting Landry, Collins and Hubbard, then you're in a very strong space because you can keep building that. But uh, I'm currently working on an article um, that, hey, when that drops, that will annoy some Browns fans, but it's, it's, there, there's a, a meaning to it. Yeah, I'm not going to give too much away yet, but uh, let's just say I reckon my uh, mentions will explode with lots of angry people that read the headline and then kick off. Excellent. And, then, and your, your cap space? My one is 41 million. Ooh. So, so I spent more than you did. I know. And all our listeners would know that how much you hate spending money, Jack. So uh, I'm actually the clever one and uh, you're the... Uh, Frisky one, he spends all our bloody cap space. <laughs> well, it's one of them. I've, I've tied up Tretter, um, and then 
I'm more happy to lump in the cuts of Landry. Um, I've signed that tackle to make it easier to cut Hubbard next year. And then the other um, obvious cut, where is he? Um, what was the three I just said? Hubbard, um, Landry, and on Kirksey. So I've drafted a third round there to prepare for the cut of Kirksey. So I'm almost using my decisions this year to prepare for next year and sort of working in contingencies. So we've drafted an extra linebacker, an extra wide receiver in rounds three to move on Landry and Kirksey. And then I've drafted in the first round that tackle. So Hubbard, Hubbard might even get traded off in the season because if someone makes me a good offer, he's gone. Are you ready for me now to challenge you in 60 seconds? Go for it. Maybe take a bit more than 60 seconds. So, mate, you're willing to spend all that money on Trey Flowers. Why? Uh, Trey Flowers was one of the top five defensive ends in the league this year. Um, we're adding instant value. And I think this is a good year to sign him because I think his value is going to be lower in free agency because people are talking 10 to 15 defensive linemen getting taken in the draft, meaning more less teams are going to be interested in spending top dollar. Um, and I just think it's worth that punt. Um, and if you can lock up an incredible player opposite Garrett for three years, you're going to let him go in three years. So I'm not expecting him to be a long term, but you have him for three years. He gets cut and you get a free third round pick back at the end of it. Why have you gone with uh, a fourth round pick when we've got Corbett a centre? I think it's just adding that depth. Um, we were really lucky this year, in all honesty. Um, Corbett you'd have expected to get a lot of playing time, not because he would have beat out one of them three, but someone was likely to get injured. So I'm happy to spend that fourth round pick and keep adding talent. And at the end of the day, teams are always desperate for O-line talent. Um, I think it's one of them positions like quarterback, um, or not even actually quarterback. I think it's one of them rare positions O-line that they, players hold their value. Um, that if you have too many good O-linemen, you can trade them off. Seth DeValve, he was fit at the end of the season, but... Freddie just didn't like to play him that much. Do you really think he's going to make the roster this year? I'm not sure. I don't think he will. Um, I would. I think you've got a solid year of production here. I don't think he's going to be around long term. I see him more as that one-year plug as sort of a backup slot receiver um, that probably is not, probably not going to get many snaps, if any. Might be inactive most weeks. But uh, just gives us that solid bit of experience for another year. Jack, you always preach about two tight ends. You haven't gone for one tight end in this uh, draft. It's a great year for drafts. Why? Uh, it's a great year for drafting tight ends. Why? Um, because I just want to make sure that there's that tight future at wide receiver, at linebacker. It's not a massive, massive need. Ideally, I'm, I'm not going to be upset if it happens, but at the same time, I think there's just some more pressing needs that we need to get sorted. Um, if they're sorted, then I'm happy to use that picks there. Um, for me, I just a wide receiver and fixing our um, linebacker room just comes first. If I, ha if I have a spare pick in the third and I don't like any of them wide receivers, I've got no issue with that being a tight end instead. And you've gone with um, Avery playing a defensive end and signing um, Trey Flowers. I know Avery's a hybrid player, but surely Avery's not going to get a lot of snaps with all that talent around defensive end. For me, I want my two starting, um, well, my four starting um, defensive uh, line players only to, if they ever get over 66% in a game, we're using them badly. 
Um, and that is my opinion. Um, and then I want your Avery's to be getting 25% of the snaps, Ogba to be getting 25% of the snaps. And in all honesty, this for me is Ogba's last year. So use him and then let him hit free agency. And hopefully you get a third, fourth, fifth next year, probably a fourth or fifth if you play free agency right. Um, and then that's where you're, you're building up your depth. So I think Avery's more there as just a pass rush specialist. Um, he's literally going to rush at the quarterback and do nothing else. He's not great in coverage. And unless he develops that trait, why not just use him at what he's best at? And yeah, listeners, if you think there's anything else that I've missed to challenge Jack, give Jack uh, a tweet, do it in a nice, friendly manner, not death threats. Actually, sort of give him death threats. And uh, Jack, over to you, mate. Now you can challenge me. Do you think it's a bit risky um, not adding another pick to the uh, O-line um, interior? Um, are you happy to risk it with the UDFA? Uh, yeah, I think with the likes of Harrison that we did last year as an undrafted free agent, and we gambled with Trent Thompson, I think it was, who didn't pay off, but I always think there's talent out there, that, especially that we've got such an expensive O-line at the moment, that we need to get some cheap labour, you could say, into that uh, O-line room. So that's, that's kind of my thinking behind it. No, I agree. I think it'll be the start of this season. We'll probably see us establish ourselves at the most expensive O-line as five starters in the entire NFL if we don't draft someone and we just plan to start Robinson and Hubbard either side. Um, DT, Richardson and Phelan, that is a lot of money and talent coming in there. Um, Do you think we can sustain that much at the three-tech? Yeah, I believe we need three um, new faces in that DT room. And this is a wish list. But I think if we get one heavy hitter and one someone who's safe, like a Chris Smith defensive end style DT that can just plug and play, that's kind of the player I was looking for. So I want a one big name in there and then a plug and play DT. And, that, and when I was playing around with it, he was someone which was a bit expensive, a bit too good, but it's a name that people are talking about, so I went with him. Um, the third point I want to focus on is spending big money on bar. So let's say three-year, 10 million a year deal. Um, there's, a, there's a bad track record for linebackers, a bit like running backs, not having those long careers. Do you think it's risky spending sort of three, four years on a linebacker that, yeah, potentially we don't have much talent in there, but you can spend a, a third and a fifth and you can easily get two really good linebackers? Yes, but I I loved it at the start of last season when we had four solid linebackers. And I know we're talking about I'm playing a 4-3. So I feel like one big injury to Kendricks and then we're light in that position. So this is a wish list to try and get us to the Super Bowl. I want depth in uh, all positions. No, it's good to see. And I, I like the strength of the cornerback room. I think it's always worth adding pieces. Um, I, th- I, I think it's solid. Uh, the one I questioned, Trey Boston, will he come? Um, if you're looking to play him, then are you focusing on maybe playing two free safeties in many snaps and then you're going to drop a linebacker and have Peppers in sort of that free roaming role? 
yeah, without going into the, the technical side on the pitch, more to do with if Randall gets injured, we're going to be lighting that department. Um, we've got new coaches coming in and they may, you know, Greg Williams had his way to play Peppers in the, in the first season with, uh, with him. He changed things in the second season. There's a lot of interaction movement that can happen with new coaches around safeties. So I've just put a big name in there with the view of an injury. Uh, this uh, draft um, year, I've been told, is loaded with safeties. I know that the further you go down, it doesn't get so much quality there, but there could be someone good. And yeah, maybe we um, take a safety in the fifth, sixth round, and I'll be quite happy with that. But just, I had to try and make all the draft picks and the free agents work. I looked at the weaknesses. So I'm on the fence on that free agent. As we read in the um, article on the ESPN this week, we shouldn't be uh, taking free agent as draft as um, depth picks. So yeah, maybe another um, another late round pick would be good there. All right, guys, it's all about you guys now taking part, getting involved, getting that pen pencil out, start having some fun. We've got the uh, Pro Bowl today, but we've got another week to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we can't keep talking about coaches. Let's try and uh, think about an interactive way of us expanding our brains, our thoughts about the 2019 Brown season. Yeah. Any ideas and things you want us to do on these shows, do let us know because we're always happy with new ideas. We've had some great people come forward with some ideas, really exciting stuff for the off season. So we're looking forward to that. But any ideas, let us know, guys. We're always open to change. And Jack, can you mention any of our guests this week or would you prefer not to say? Yeah, I just don't remember them off the top of my head. Um, oh, mate, got some big names, mate, and you can't remember them. Oh, mate, I, I, I'm one day at a time. It's Sunday. We'll deal with the new week tomorrow. Um, but no, there, there's some big names. I, I won't mention just yet because once we get times confirmed, they're, they're so big that things can change. So uh, come back because there's some exciting stuff in the pipeline. Yeah, it's a fair point, Jack. Um, we've got three big, big guests coming on this week and they're not all 100% confirmed. So sorry, Jack, I put you under the uh, pressure there. A bit. No worries, right, guys. With your answer to try and protect yourself. I'm used to it because I live in the danger zone. <laughs>